We were prepared for the possibility that COVID-19 would take a big dump on the NHL season, and it has done so multiple times already. The good news, the NHL is, it is adapting. But are these measures going to be enough to save the season? Episode 255 of the Lace Up Podcast starts right now. It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett T. Buff. The NHL has 99 problems, and Brett, COVID is all of them. As yeah. We have had many games postponed already. Yeah, that it's it's been kind of nutty crazy. Um, I mean, I think we all knew that it was going to be bad, or like there were going to be a lot of postponements and... Um, a lot of, you know, just condensed schedules, especially even in this shortened schedule too. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't think we knew it was going to be this bad all at once. It's, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. Like, like yeah. in my pr- early season predictions, I remember saying something along the lines of in this season, at least 20 games would be affected. Yep. We're already past the 20 game mark and we're not even a full month in i know i know to put that into perspective yeah it's it's been kind of crazy and um yeah and and especially like when you look at the nba which is even like they're not doing interdivision stuff like the nhl is doing and like they don't have as many cases as the nhl has and it's just it's an it's crazy to me that like oh i guess I mean, I, I think, like, we all knew that the bubble was going to, like, you know, was great, and of course that works, but you can't expect, like, all these players and coaches to, you know, stay in the same location without seeing their families and all that uh, for um, six months, um, so I totally get that, but it, it seems like the bubble is the best way of doing it, um, and then this way, it's, it's just, I don't know, it, it seems almost crazy that I feel like something has to like something drastic has to happen pretty soon. Um, so anyways, uh, just to get everyone caught up, uh, five teams were forced to postpone their games due to COVID in the past, uh, past week. Uh, this is New Jersey, Buffalo, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. Um, so that's roughly like 16% of the NHL just for context. Um, and, uh, that's basically like a whole division back in, um, back in the day, uh, where they would used to have five teams in a division. Um, and then, uh, also Dallas had to start their season, um, like a week in Carolina also had to postpone a lot of their games. Um, Washington had this whole thing which was going to be our topic if the trade hadn't happened with PLD and Patrick Laine, uh, where Alex Ovechkin, Samsonov, Orloff, and Kuznetsov were all um, apparently, like they broke COVID protocol and um, and it was like they were all in the same hotel room, but it appeared that like um, apparently Ovechkin and Orloff had like the antibodies according to Ovi's wife but 
we're not sure if that's actually true, but like Samsonov tested positive. So he's Didn't out. Didn't there was such a thing as COVID antibodies. To- yeah, yeah. And, um, and like, even still, it's just like, even with that knowledge, it's like, why was even Kuznetsov even there? I know the all four of them are close because of their Russian um, ethnicity and all that stuff, but it seems kind of crazy that, like, just knowing that they were there, it, it, anyways. Um, and then Detroit um, also had a few cases as well early on in the season. Um, so... So if you add all those teams together, that's um, that's nine teams, and that's roughly thirty percent of the NHL. Um, and uh, yeah, the Stars and the Kings had to adjust their schedules as well. Um, so I have the full COVID protocol list here. It's on TSN. If you guys want to look, uh, the most notable things that stand out to me is guys like Taylor Hall, Rasmus Ristolainen. Gabriel Landeskog, um, like a bunch of Minnesota Wild, and like basically half of New Jersey is on the COVID protocol list. Um, it's it's pretty insane to me. There is like half of them are on on this list. Uh, that's I guess I should I just read them all because just to get yeah, the full effect. Yeah, if you effect want of, to, and it, it's yeah. just as bad as the Dallas Stars. Like it seems yeah. like half the team was on the freaking thing. Yeah, I mean, at least for Dallas, those were that was at the start of the season, and yeah. you know, it, it like, and they postponed like for two full weeks or something. But New Jersey yeah. had just to, just so you guys can understand how serious it is for New Jersey. Nate Bastian, Jesper Bratt, I guess they're going alphabetically by last name. Uh, Connor Carrick, Nikita Gusev, Jack Hughes, um, Andreas Johansson. Dmitry Kulikov, Jan Kuokin, um, Michael McLeod, Kyle Palmieri, Damon Severson, Yegar Sharon Govich, um, Ty Smith, Matt Tennyson, Sammy Vadin, who hasn't even played a game yet for New Jersey, and Pavel, Pavel Zaka and Travis Sajak. Um, I believe that's 17 <laughs> players I just listed. Yep, 17 players. So... And, you know, and that's also, like, Jack Hughes, Ty Smith, those are important parts of the Devils' future, um, as well as Kyle Palmieri, who's pretty good, Andreas Johansson, um, Jesper Bratt. They also, they also had Black, Black when he was the first to go on, and, and yeah. when the Devils um, postponed their game, see what was just taken yeah. off of it. Right, right, that is, that is a good point. Although I think Blackwood is off of it now. Um, and then... Also, I guess what's Alex Pedrangelo's on air, Kuznetsov and Samsonov, who I just talked about, are on here too. And then I guess what's also notable is Pierre Luc Dubois is on the list too, but that has more to do with the fact that he's quarantining for um, the. I guess I guess we should see his uh, season debut pretty soon, but it is pretty notable that none of the Canadian teams have been affected at all. Um, and I think that has more to do with the fact that Canada is taking this um, this whole situation more serious than the U.S. is, um, unfortunately for me. Um, not for Steve, though. I, I guess it's good for Steve, but it's still pretty bad in Canada. Um, but uh, that has a lot to do with it. But, yeah, and uh, there was also... Um, so, so that, yeah, and no Canadian games have been postponed yet. 
um, as well. So that's another thing to note here too. Um, and then, and then we have kind of, it is kind of funny in a way that like, it's something that I hadn't even thought about before. Like, cause there wasn't this issue in football. There wasn't this issue in basketball or baseball, but now some teams are blaming the other teams for giving them COVID. Uh, for instance, uh, Jeff Blaschel, who's the Detroit coach, blames Carolina uh, for giving them COVID because he felt like a lot of the a couple of the players um, were playing while they had COVID, which is pretty serious. Um, and then the last game the Devils played was in Buffalo. And the Sabres are also pissed because they feel like the Devils should not should have postponed that game instead of, of playing it and they risk them and, and also like Taylor Hall Hall is out. Um and yeah, they have to, to postpone. To put games things too. into perspective there, Brett, just chiming in here. Um yeah. literally we were talking on Sunday, last Sunday afternoon. Yep. I was actually watching that game. Previous episode. Yeah, we mentioned it briefly um, occasionally on the show. Yep. That was the game in question. And the next day was when we found out the Devils had postponed their next four right. games. And Buffalo was like, uh, what the heck? And yep. then Buffalo got cases and their head coach, Ralph Kruger, tested positive as well. Right, right. And um, and also, speaking of coaches, I guess the, these aren't on the COVID list either, but... Uh, uh, DeBoer, the Vegas coach, also, um, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think, that he tested positive. So there was, like, a couple of games where uh, the Vegas had their assistant coach coaching the games, which was kind of interesting. Um, and then, um, and then uh, the NHL is uh, also being more strict on their routine um, in terms of COVID stuff. I guess before we get into... Th- the new stuff, I guess it's, I guess I want to hear your take on this as well, but it is kind of insane to me. Like if all this is true, that like the devils knew that they had a lot of tests, COVID tests coming in and they tested positive and they knew beforehand, or, you know, like a similar situation with Carolina and Detroit, like, like how, I don't know how they're actually doing it. Cause I had assumed that they like, test every player before the games they test them in the morning and then they find out pretty quickly but it seems like you know like it's it's not as strict and you would think it would be because this is a serious matter so like and especially for a game like hockey that's so contact um heavy that like you're going to be touching a lot of players um because of checks and all that stuff. So, like, I, I, so it's, it's much easier to spread COVID around if, you, if a player who has COVID is playing. Um, I, it's just, I don't know how they, like, it seems insane to me that they were, like, you would think that they'd be even more careful with all this stuff. Um, if all this is true, that Carolina was playing with a bunch of positive players. And same with uh, the Devils as well. Yeah, so um, so to, to chime in on your points, you mentioned in the 7 to 10 days, we've had five teams postpone their games. Uh, you mentioned Dallas and Carolina, so that's 7 out of 31 teams having to postpone games. You had Washington, Detroit not postponing some of their games, but 
placing some of their players in the protocol list. So that's nine teams affected. Chicago and LA had to do the same. So that's 11 out of 31 teams, at least so far, by my count. So that's that's over a third of the league we're talking about that in some way has been affected by COVID. Um, You mentioned the Canadian part and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois being on the list. He has to complete quarantine following a trade to Winnipeg. Any team, any guy on American team going to a Canadian team has to self-quarantine for like seven, uh, 10, 14 days, whatever the time is. It's, yeah. it's mandatory. The government's mandated. It has to be followed. So I don't know if you would put Pierre-Luc Dubois on that list, but he's, but he's on there. Um, and I think part of the reason why, um, and it, it does have to do with the fact that Canada has been less laid back on the COVID restrictions than the American uh, cities are. Uh, but part of the reason why Canada's done well is stay-at-home directives. Ontario has been under lockdown since Boxing Day. Stay-at-home order has been in place for at least the, the past 30 days. And it could be extended on February 9th, Tuesday. We don't know. We're going to find out Monday uh, the 8th what's going to happen there. Um, Quebec is slowly lifting some of their lockdown measures. That was only announced last week. So for the most part, they've been under a stay-at-home directive as well. Businesses have been uh, closed during this time. The Western provinces like Alberta, British Columbia, they're trying to get their cases under control. And in terms of players getting COVID-19 from public venues, their, their chances of contracting COVID are, are less because you're not running into as many people um, in public places. doesn't right. fully eliminate the odds of catching COVID, but it definitely helps a lot. This is, this is why I mention it. I mentioned Mackenzie Blackwood being the first Devils player to hit the COVID protocol list, recently taken off, as you said. The only team in New Jersey's division at the time he went on that list that was affected by the pandemic was the Washington Capitals. They had four guys missing in action. So you're thinking, okay, well, the Devils might have somehow got it from Washington, except Washington's first matchup against the Devils isn't until late February. Yeah, they haven't played yet. Which is like uh, almost uh, two full months when the right. season started, like four to six weeks around there. So the the question becomes, okay, where did Mackenzie Blackwood get COVID from? It, it didn't seem to be like any of the other teams in the division. So did he get it from a public place? That's, that's what I'm curious to know. And then we get back to the Vegas coaching staff incident, um, where in a game against St. Louis, basically you had the entire Henderson Silver Knights coaching staff on the bench, yep. as well as GM Kelly McCrimmon, who did coach in the WHL not too long ago, and he did coach Mark Stone, so he knows a thing or two about coaching. It's not new to him. But Peter DeBoer was not on the bench at the time. Um, He has since come back after testing positive from COVID. Um, So Vegas plays their game against the Blues, loses in a shootout. Then players like Alex Petrangelo are forced out of the lineup because of COVID precautions. The game after that was eventually postponed. Vegas doesn't play for a full week. So the Blues could have easily gotten the virus as well. It seems like they dodged a bullet there. Now, the reason why I mention the Henderson situation is because a few nights after the Henderson Silver Knights coaching staff was behind the bench in Vegas, they were coaching in an AHL exhibition game. 
and that game was stopped in period three and wasn't completed out of concern of COVID. Mm. So it makes you wonder, okay, where is COVID spreading? Yes, it might, in the case of Buffalo, might have been from New Jersey. Yes, in the case of Detroit, it might have been from Carolina. But where did Mackenzie Blackwood get the virus from? Where did the Vegas coaching staff and players get the virus from? This is why it's so important to keep tabs on this thing, because even if you think you might have this thing under control, you really don't. You never know for sure when it's going to strike or who's going to have it. Right, right, of course. Um, Which is why I feel like if the NHL needs to be more, more proactive, it can't be just like, okay, well, one one guy is showing symptoms, we'll take him off the, the ice, and that's fine. That, no. I, I don't think you can go by that approach anymore. If no. there's even one case, I'm even thinking, postpone the game, see where you're at tomorrow, so that, yeah, you postponed a game out of precaution, I'd rather that than postponing four games because of an outbreak. Right, that seems to make the most sense. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it doesn't seem that's going to happen. Um, but it's what they should do, you're right. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, and, yeah, you bring up a good point that, like, you know, you would think that like all these pl- all these teams had um, you know had COVID be- or like got COVID from other teams or something, but like or like where did Mackenzie Blackwood, who was like the first case of this, um, get COVID if it wasn't from Washington? And it's very possible that it's just like, you know, maybe, I don't know much about Blackwood's personal life, but maybe his girlfriend or wife, or if he has kids, like they got it and they, you know, they spread it to him. Um, it's like, like, and that's the other thing too, is like, there's about 600 or I mean, roughly, I can't do math quickly. (laughs) I think there's like 600 players, um, in the NHL right now, um, and about, and all of them have their own personal lives as well, like, they, they Yeah, know, like, like in, the, in the case of Carolina as well, like, they yeah. were the first team outside of Dallas right. to, like, really have their games get postponed mid-season. Yeah, yeah, and, but, like... And they, they didn't face Dallas then, so where did they get it, too? Right, so right. that's three possibilities of... Okay, well, if they didn't get it from one team, where did they get it from? Right, right, but I guess my point is more that, like, there's six, like, okay, let's just say there's 600 people I have to, I can't do yeah. math right now. Uh, <laughs> let's let's say there's 600 people, um, I guess, yeah, including the coaches, too. All, like, every one of them has a family. Um, yeah. Either they have, obviously, they have parents or, you know, they have friends. They have... Um, you know, maybe they have a spouse, maybe they have kids, um, and, like, that would be another way of getting COVID as well. It's not just because, like, one team, you know, it's not just because, like, one team had it, the other team has it, but I think what, um, what's interesting about, like, Blashill's comments and Buffalo's comments is that, you know, 
because hockey's such a contact sport compared to all the other four major sports here, um, that it's a lot easier to spread um, this this virus around uh, because you're hitting everyone, you're you're constantly touching everything, and um, and yeah, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of crazy that they haven't taken this as seriously um, as they should. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you know, this goes back to my biggest pet peeve about, uh, hockey where like, you know, I hate when players play injured, but this is like, you know, you're playing with like a crazy, like a, like one of the, like a, a disease, a virus that's affecting the entire world. Um, and if you like, I don't know if like the athletes are like, I feel like these athletes are considering it like it's like a broken leg or something like, or it's like a, like a, like a bruised elbow or something. It's like, Oh, I can play through this. It's like, no, you can't. You literally can't. It's, it's yeah, a literally Rossi, yeah. not even 20 years yeah, old. That's a good one. Got COVID in November, still hasn't recovered from it, has returned to Austria. Yep. And his rookie season is basically done before it even starts. Right, like, right. Ask Marco Rossi how minor this is. It's not minor at all. And it has it, a potential to, like, ruin his entire career, too, because yeah, he's not going to be yeah, able to if, play if hockey not, for a full year. his life, God yeah. forbid that doesn't happen. Yeah, but hopefully like, not. But, but, but like... It, this this thing can alter your life, if not kill you. Yeah. It, it might be a common cold for for some. It could be like a really bad cold, but it could be completely different for somebody else. You don't know how this virus is going to affect people. Right. Of course. Um, yeah. So this was more of a TSA, a PSA for everyone. If there's any NHL players who's listening in, just take this seriously, please. Um, <laughs> more than anything, we do have some questions. Though, uh, first, uh, the NHL is being more strict in their routine um, in the COVID protocol stuff. So um, I think you have more details on this, but there is like they're removing glass panels. Um, they're not allowing fans behind the bench uh, in games that do have fans um, and stuff like that. But you have more details than I do on this. <laughs> Yeah, so um, as mentioned, over 20 games have been postponed already, and that has led to these changes. Um, so the glass panels, let's start off with that. They're located behind the player benches. Um, funny enough, uh, if you, in the old Montreal Forum, they didn't have that. Um, like you, like uh, Patrick Waugh telling Ronald Corey played last game in Montreal, it was easy to tell him that because there was no pane of glass to separate them. Um, so... That that being said, this isn't like new taking the the glass panels uh, off the benches, but uh, they're doing this basically to to make sure that there's less of a chance for the virus to spread. Because like this virus can cling onto surfaces for days and days and days, and um, glass might be a see-through surface, but you can't see COVID. You don't know where it is or when you could get it, so. Uh, rather than just like clean the glasses religiously um, in between periods, they're basically just going to take uh, that pane of glass away. And what they're going to do is the seats that are normally located on player benches, you can't sit there, no fans can occupy the seats. Uh, if um, your medical personnel, they'll, they'll move you to another part of the arena, obviously still uh, w within reach of the bench, but not like that in reach. 
Uh, and if you're wondering how this could impact puck cover glass, it can still be called by officials if the puck would have cleared the glass panels if they were present. If it was just a case of, oh, that puck would have hit the glass and then just uh, stayed, in, uh, stayed in the bench, that's not delay of game. But if, if there is a chance that it, it would have gone out clear as day, if there was painted glass, they'll call it. I'm sure that there's probably going to be a couple of instances of controversy uh, before the season is out, but uh, we haven't seen any of those yet. But that's the main measure that uh, they're going to take there. Um, and enclosed spaces, that's where this virus can thrive. So hopefully that cuts down on the amount of cases. Um, another measure, players and coaches, whenever possible, doesn't feel like an ironclad rule where you bring down the gavel and stuff like, this is how it is, end of story, no exceptions. Whenever possible, players and coaches can arrive earlier than one hour and 45 minutes before a puck drop. Whenever possible. Um, and when the game is over, they leave the building as soon as humanly possible. Um, so there's that. The league also says they're looking into physical distancing measures in locker rooms. They're going to look into air filtration inside NHL facilities. And when it comes to rapid testing, that's not a thing yet, but the NHL is definitely looking into that moving forward, and uh, we'll see what comes to that. But as of right now, rapid testing is not a thing at their disposal. So that's the gist of the new things the NHL is either looking at or already implemented uh, since these outbreaks have happened. Yeah, it's certainly, um, I guess it's at least something. I'm not sure if it will necessarily work. Um, but it is like a, I think the NHL has to do stuff to at least be more, um, you know, because it it's better than doing nothing at all. Um, which leads me to my the first question I have here is, uh, will this work? Um, I'm not necessarily sure I understand why they would remove the glass panels, but I think you were telling me before the show that the idea is that like you want to. Um, increase the airflow in case someone does have COVID, that it's not as bad that way. Yeah, not but, as transmissible in closed spaces. Yeah, right, right. So so that, I guess I understand it's just more like, it's like whenever, like, a couple times I have gone indoors into, like, like a market or something, they do have, like, a gas, bla- a gas panel, a glass panel, <laughs> Um, you know, from the cashier's point of view, um, so that, like, it's not as, um, you know, so it separates you from everyone else. So, like, that's why I was thinking, like, well, aren't glass panels supposed to help? Um, so I guess, I guess maybe not. Um, but so that, that I'm not necessarily sure, but at the same time, at least it's something that, you know, you have to try something different because what, what they're doing right now is not working. So, um, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Yeah, there, there's definitely, um, there's definitely that, and whether or not it's gonna work, it's a wait and see thing. But mm-hmm. I definitely think it's, it's, it's definitely some form of progress. Now, what, uh, what, when going back to the postponement of games, um, it might not be as simple as postponing it by one day and then seeing where you're at yep. the next, if someone's playing one team in one city and then they're immediately going to another city to play a game with them the next night. Um, In terms of rescheduling, that could cause um, a little bit of an issue. Right. Um, But when the Colorado games got postponed, the NHL says to St. Louis, why don't you just play the Coyotes for another two games? And that's exactly what they're going to do. Wouldn't surprise me 
if uh, we see more of that where yeah. you t where you have the two teams that were previously playing each other play each other another two more times so that's less of a headache when it comes to rescheduling and you can just um when, when it comes to rescheduling the games maybe you can have teams play like a four game set instead of a two game set that's that's also a possibility true um and it, it's it's again not a foolproof thing but um i think it could be a strategy that um could be beneficial to the league and and create uh, less of a logistical nightmare down the road because um, already <laughs> they're get, they have enough nightmares to deal with. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I think, and also like all the fans stuff that you were mentioning. Like personally, I would never have fans in the stadium, yeah. but I, I understand that like you know teams have to make money and and all that stuff. But I I think I would just. If I was an owner of a team right now, I'd probably be like, okay, we're going to lose some money. Maybe I'll get some, you know, we'll get some money back from all the jerseys we're selling with these retro reverse jerseys. But, um, but you know, you're, you're just considering this a lost season and everyone's, you know, uh, suffering from it. But, um, but yeah, I, I just wouldn't have fans because I feel like that's even the worst. That's a whole other factors to have in there. Um, but I, I understand that, you know, teams want to make money and, and all that stuff. So I get it, I guess. But it's just, um, it's a little strange for me to have it, especially now when every team seems to be having COVID or has had been affected by COVID in some way or another. Like, for instance, the Boston Bruins haven't had, you know, haven't tested positive on any of these tests, but they have played uh, New Jersey. They have played Buffalo um, in the past. So it's like, it could happen. Um, and, you know, they, they have played Washington as well. So it's like, um, it could still happen where, where there, um, where a lot of these cases are happening too so um so these next three questions are kind of similar um so i'm gonna ask them all together uh does the nhl need to do more do we think we will see an extra week in the regular season and could they cancel the season um entirely um i think so i think that that second point is something that i was thinking the nhl will probably need to do if this gets worse um even worse where like like 50 percent of the t uh league is affected in some way um they would just add an extra week or two just so that like um you can like postpone them and move them there but again then you would have to like move the draft a little bit you'd have to maybe um you know everything else that they have planned for like the 2022 season would have to be moved um, so, so that kind of limits your, um, your eligibility. Cause then that means like the Stanley cup would be in July. Um, if you were to move everything, like, um, an extra week, but I think it's, it's going to have to be like, that would be like a last resort type thing where you're postponing like basically half the league, um, half, the, half of the games, um, and, and all that stuff. So, um, I think eventually we may see that happen where, 
like they're they're gonna add an extra week at the end of the season and um and just or or two uh, just so that you can fit the games or what they do is they have like maybe some teams won't be able to finish um a complete uh 56 games so they would have uh maybe they do something um where like you have to at least play I don't know um 80 percent of the games or something and then they do the playoffs are decided by winning percentage um instead so that that would be another way of doing it yeah I hope we don't go into the playoff win percentage kind of thing because that's how we got into the 2014 format in the first place and I don't think the NHL is going to bring that back um, uh, if 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 it has the choice um Of course, yeah. I, I should I should I should clarify that that that's a last resort thing. But I feel like if this all continues, um, yeah. then they're gonna have to do that. Yeah, I don't think they'll have much of a choice at that point. Yep. Uh, so to to answer, do they need to do more? It's a wait and see thing. Maybe they could, probably should. But off the top of my head, can't really think of anything else they could do. But they they really can't mess around. Like once one player. Even might or coach might even have signs that they could have COVID. Just postpone the game. Yep. Full stop. Like, don't even chance it. Um, so there's that. Do we think that uh, extra time will be in the regular season? At this rate, they might need an extra two to three weeks if they can't get it under control. It depends on how well uh, things can be contained because here in Canada, we are starting to see new variants of the virus. Um We've already seen variants from the United Kingdom here on Ontario. We have uh, at least one case of the UK variant, or uh, South African variant, I should say, uh, here in Canada as well. So the UK and South Africa, that's two variants. Yep. And they, they can vary from the, from, uh, the typical COVID virus. Uh, here in Canada, they hope to have every Canadian vaccinated by September 2021, or at least every Canadian by that time who wants the shot can get one. However, the average Canadian probably won't get that shot until the summer months. So it's probably right. going to be another five to six months of this. Um, so I don't think it gets to the point where the season is canceled, but I shouldn't be shocked if uh, the playoffs are delayed either. Yeah. Um, and that'll bring us to, to, to the final question, Brad, about how the playoffs um could yeah. work out right 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 yeah we'll get to that in a second because i had two ideas when you were talking okay um, shoot so one is rapid testing like do they just need to like um test these players in the morning um before the game maybe even every day or something like that and like yeah. just like so that we avoid these situations with detroit and carolina and buffalo and new jersey where like we would know when a person has COVID right away. Um, I don't know if, I feel like it's up to snuff like that because they did that in the NFL. Um, and speaking of the NFL, it kind of reminded me of what they the NFL did was they would find the team if, um, if they weren't take, if they like broke rules or something like that. So um, I think they sort of did that with Washington where like, uh, the NHL kind of fined Washington because of the because of the Russians who broke protocol, but 
I feel like they have to, they could just be more strict about it where they just find every, like, they could just find New Jersey because of, because they clearly broke some COVID protocol list um, and, and not taking it seriously. But that would be a way to make sure that that would hold the teams accountable and stuff. And um, that also kind of takes us to, like, we'll probably see another bubble for the playoffs, especially considering that, like, the Canadian division um, hasn't had any cases at all yet and I think that that just shows that they know what they're doing and in that sense that'll probably mean that we're gonna have to wait two weeks at least between the regular season and the playoffs um if they're gonna have another bubble um and I think that will probably I would imagine that's gonna be the same thing I, I imagine they're gonna do that I know especially with like um when you get to the top four um and one of them is going to at least be a canadian team um and with like the canadian border and u.s border issues right now um it just makes sense that they have a bubble team um or a bubble going on um i don't see how they could do it without it just because there's gonna have to you have to include the canadian teams in the division so um there would have to be a way to to handle that um and i i think they're gonna have to put in a bubble uh for the playoffs um but yeah so i i think there's like maybe you try to um so yeah that was just one idea is like the nhl just um like fines or punishes teams that um are actively breaking uh the covid rules that everyone agreed to yeah, I can I can definitely see that too, and like not uh, I would even take a step further. If you really want teams to follow along the rules, you lose your first round draft pick. Right, right. That would be that, like that'd be insane. I'm sure yeah, every yeah. team would cringe at that thought. So well, that's that's sort of what they kind of did um, in the playoffs last year. They um, like if any player was or any coach was caught leaving the hotel they would dock the team like a second or third round pick um, in the future. Um, so so that they, they did, and no one really did that. So um, that is a way of doing it. But I don't know if I feel like doing that in a regular season is kind of too much, but I think you could at least like find them um, to do that. Uh, so we talk about playoff bubbles and do we need one? Uh, given the vaccinations and when they could be dished out to everyone, I think it's a lock-in for me, uh, and it's the only way to go. Uh, so you'd have one for each division. Of course, Canada would have its own. Then you go to a central location for the Final Four as well as the Cup Finals. Before that starts, everyone quarantines for uh, at least a week, and maybe it delays the start of next year, but... Honestly, I can't find a better alternative than yep. a playoff bubble. And I know players hate it, but I, I think we've reached the point of no return where that's the only choice. Yeah, and like, you know, baseball did it uh, for the World Series, so they kind of, um, they at, least, at least it's not like, like you know, another league has done it um, and, and all that stuff. And, uh you know, maybe NFL should have done it, but I guess since most of their games are outdoors, it's not as big of a deal. But um, 
but yeah, so I think that has something to do with it too. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, but, um, yeah, that's about it. I guess this is a shorter episode here, but, um, it is an important one because COVID is, um, is back, um, again. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's... Back like it never left. Yeah, back like it never left, exactly. Um, yeah, it feel it's crazy that it's almost been a year, um, since this first, uh, took charge, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, it's going to, um, hopefully the NHL figures this out and, and everyone's healthy or, you know, recovers from this too. I guess that's the other thing too, that's interesting about COVID is, is that like, we don't know the long-term effects of this. Um, and like, yeah, we know that like Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, um, had it tested positive last year. Um, but, and it seems like they're doing fine now. Um, just judging by their, their two of the better, the best players in the league right now. So I think they're fine, but like, you know, you mentioned Marco Rossi who hasn't even played in the NHL and now he's probably going to miss the entire year of not playing hockey. And that's going to be, um, you know, and hopefully he can even recover from that. Because that's basically like, you know, recovering from major injury, um, and um, hopefully he can, he can do it. But it, it appears that like COVID's one of those things where it, uh, you know, some people get it worse than others. Um, so it seems like Marco Rossi has taken it worse than it, it did for McDavid or Matthews did. Um, but again, we don't know the long term effects of this. Um, mm-hmm. So it's. Um, it could very well like affect Matthews and McDavid, even in the long term, even though it doesn't seem like it right now. Yeah. Um, all right, so that about does it here. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I am Brett Duboff, but I'm not saying that yet. Uh, <laughs> the sound you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Spotify at Lace Them Up are, um, you know, subscribe there as well. Um, our Facebook is Lace Em Up. Our Twitter is Lace Up Podcast. Now that's about it. I'm Brett Duboff. And I'm Steve Ellsworth. We'll talk again in episode 256 of the Lace Em Up Podcast.